Happy Monday, everybody. This is Dalton again. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope you guys are ready even more for another episode of The Thinking Project. By the way, if you haven't uh, seen my YouTube series, A Bone to Pick, please go check it out. That's where a lot of this uh, extra stuff is going to be. Um, I'm also going to release the audio here pretty soon. Shout out to my boy, Dre Rocca, for helping me out on that. Um, more importantly, this time I got to interview Priscilla Blanchot, who is the owner of Carte Blanche, a branding company, a branding specialist. We did this interview. Um, she's very active on LinkedIn. Go check her out. If you need specific branding for your company, she's the one you should go talk to. Absolutely phenomenal interview. We had a lot of good things to talk about, and she has an amazing story. So uh, check it out. Um, check out all the rest of the content on DaltonKJensen.com. Go follow me on YouTube. And without further ado, Priscilla Blanchard. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Well, there's no, uh, there's no fancy intros. I don't do anything crazy. We just, we just roll right into it. That way, uh, that way everybody's cool. Everybody, I love you know, that. I <laughs> you know what I mean? that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So it works out. Uh, it works out really well for us, but so you're, you're the owner of Card Blanche. Yes. And you also, uh, so, and you're a brand strategist that that's what the right. whole company is. Right. Right. So as far as brand strategy, tell me more. Right. So I'm a brand strategist and design. So um, and I know this podcast is for people that are in their beginning stage, right, of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so, uh, so the story is that I um, I started as a graphic designer, uh, went to school in Paris, then went to school in Atlanta and then got my first job in New York and was there for seven years uh, before I came here to Utah. And um and as a graphic designer, I, um, you know, made my way up the career path um, all the way through from junior designer to creative director until I decided to start my own business. But uh, what I realized is that um, the, the, uh, the strategy part, when I started my career, was mm. done by a different team, you know, so there was the team of strategists. Uh, I, I started yeah. at the top of the of the career path where I was in a you know New York design agency. We were working on fabulous projects and it was it was all great and and big fortune five hundred the like uh, like IBM and Coca-Cola and uh wow. Victoria's so Secret. Now, so now when yeah. you say design, what right. do, what do you mean by that? Like what were you designing or what was the what was the job description like? Right. So, um, for example, Coca-Cola comes out with their new um, holiday graphics every year. Okay. That is actually done a year prior. And oh, wow. Have, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because they have to go in production and all this. So they would go and uh, hire. Back then, I don't know if they still do this or now. A lot of companies mm. have in-house departments, but I also know that they hire a lot of agencies um, to kind of get different, um, different creative, different feel, different style, and uh, and so forth. And so um, this one year, the agency I was working for was hired to do, for example, their Christmas packaging. So this is, so 
I mean, Coca-Cola is like, um, it's, it's like a puzzle pieces because you have yeah. to use the Coca-Cola bear. You have to use the, the, the Coca-Cola's, uh, Chris, um, I was going to call him Christmas. <laughs> um, Santa Claus, you know, and like yeah, they have like yeah, very yeah. particular graphics that you got to yeah. use and put in a certain way on the can, on the labels, on everything that right. goes Coca-Cola. But, um, but so this is this, what happened is, so the, the client would come to the agency, they would have um, a project whatever that might be, even sometimes it was a logo for a new product, they would come out. And there was a team of people prior to getting on the desk of the designers that were doing all the strategy, all the thinking. So, okay, what are we building? What is it yeah. for? Um, who is it for? What are the goals of this product and so forth? So there was all this thinking and this brainstorming prior to, to, to the project coming in um, in the design uh, department. And when it came to our department, it was um, basically a brief. Okay, this is all the decisions. This is who they want to appeal for. This is what they're trying to do. Um, these are the restrictions. Let's say if it's for certain colors or certain fonts or whatever. And then we mm. would start, we would start creating with this brief. And so now that, um, after years of, of working for other people and I decided to do my own company. And so I started officially in January of last year, I, um, I brought in that brand strategy into my business because that mm. thinking is important for any designers. Anybody can do something pretty, but when right, you're building right. a brand, what's the purpose <laughs> of it? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. to be pretty. <laughs> so that's why I brought in the strategy into my business description, because I want to offer that deep dive thinking and foundational uh, work for clients so that they, they know that um, they know that we're building something purposeful, you know, that we're not yeah. just designing something pretty that, you know, <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is that a brand, if it has purpose, thoughts, and vision behind, it's it's going to last. And also, um, I take my clients with me um, along the way. So I don't create it. I always say I co-create a brand with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in this sense, they, they understand the importance when their company is growing and, and they created this with me, they understand, you know, what's right, what's wrong, um, the purpose of the decisions that were made and, and how this can involve, you know, that I'll, that I'd be in the, in the picture or not, it doesn't matter because I want to give them that knowledge. Yeah. I think you made a lot of really good points. One of the ones that I was thinking about while you were, while you were talking and really is the, is the idea that behind the branding and behind the looks, like it should draw people's attention to something, you know what I mean? And it should send like a very clear message to people. Yes. Right. The, right. The, the, my, my, uh, my branding guru is, is Marty Neumeyer. And if any okay. of your um, listener wants to look him up, he's written many, many books on the, on the topic, uh, like the brand flip and the brand gap. And um, he says a brand is a, a person's gut feeling about your mm. product or services. 
It's wow. not your logo. <laughs> it's not your stationery. It's not your product. It's not your sale. Like really a brand is that gut feeling that people have. Uh, and, and it's true. Like, why is yeah. it that somebody's going to buy Nike versus Adidas, right? I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. everybody has both because they're similar, <laughs> but they all represent something different in their mind, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and that makes sense because people really buy off emotion, yes. right? And they buy exactly. off and that, and that gut feeling is what we mostly go off of. At least that's what I, that's my experience. And the gut feeling um, in my experience in sales is what other people go off as well. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's very much like this idea that you have to really appeal to the people that you want to, to market to, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when we were going through, when we were going through the branding process with, with my uh, e-commerce business, uh -huh. that's what we were trying to figure out. Right. Is like, uh, we want to go after these people and then how do we want them to feel when they see our side? Like, what do we want exactly. them to think? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a big, that was a big deal, especially because we were in like the CBD, you know, mm -hmm. the cannabis, the cannabis industry, and we wanted yes. to target a very specific type of people. And so, we, so yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. And, and like the whole idea behind the brand and yeah, cause you also said like, um, like it's, it's more than just being pretty. And right. I think a lot of people miss that when yes. they're like starting a company, they're like, I, I want, I want it to look perfect and yeah. you gotta have some skin in the game, but yeah. it also has to be for your customer, right? Your, your exactly. client. Right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. and that's, that's something it's, it's, it's an entrepreneur that's starting a business. I mean, you did the right thing with, with thinking of, for, uh, of that prior to mm. creating that brand, because it's like uh, uh, when an entrepreneur starts, I mean, it is a very, it's very personal. It is, um, it's it, it's your baby, it's your business, and and you're suddenly saying, okay, so this needs to represent me. I mean, granted, this really depends what you are in business um, because yeah, um, yeah, 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 there is a big push right now for personal branding, saying you know people don't hire um, what you do, but they hire you, right? They hire mm, the person yeah. person behind the brand, so. Um, it depends. I want to say it depends the business, right? Because all these influencers, yeah. what are you following and what are you buying? You're buying <laughs> right. them and their personality and their lives, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think when you even talk about like personal branding, because I just had another kind of marketing, uh, you know, professional on yeah. Um, yeah. and kind of talked about the same thing. She was more into the professional branding. But even then, you got to understand like who you're trying to talk yes, to. Absolutely. We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Yes. And so, so that's interesting because often people mix branding and marketing. Okay. And they actually come to me and say, do you do marketing? 
And I said, <laughs> no, I do branding, but let me tell you the difference. And yeah. really what happens is branding comes before marketing. You need to have your brand defined. You need to um, have it established in a way that um, appeals to your customer and will appeal to customer so that you can do the tactical part of of applying that brand, which that becomes the marketing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anything that's tactical, like, yeah, advertising, you know, uh, they, that it be also messaging on radio stations or that it be a, pa a, ba a packaging or your storefront or whatever. Um, these, well, storefront is the brand, but um, buying a, pa buying a, sorry, doing a, anything marketing like, advertising um oh i'm losing my train of thought now right now i was thinking of uh, social media that's what i was thinking yeah, social yeah, media, yeah. everything these are these are all tactical things you're out there so you are marketing yourself but yeah. what are you marketing you're marketing your brand yeah. so so what happens often is that consumer i mean um entrepreneurs will come and say i need marketing or they're ready to do their marketing <laughs> and then they realize, well, wait yeah. a second, what, what is really my brand? Yeah. And yeah. so that's where, that's where I, that's where I really explain the difference. Like, and, and then I actually have this in my list, like <laughs> branding comes before marketing, like think of all yeah, these yeah. before you do anything tactical. Well, you gotta like, yeah, people, you know, it's that you kind of hit it mentioned it as well but like i think of simon sinek when he talks yes. about like start with why right like people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it kind of thing exactly. uh, which is true like which yeah. is you know because there's a million things like i love that idea that like what you do doesn't matter as much as like how you do it yeah because you know for me it's like uh you know in in our business like we jo we joined a a very competitive like field Yes. You know what I'm saying? With, and also with bias. A lot of people have preconceived yeah. idea in that field. So it's like, how right, do right, you right. So how navigate do we, that? Yeah. How do yeah. we navigate it? And so we, but yeah, before we were talking about like what we were, what we were going to sell and, and, and everything like that, we really wanted to like, what, what message did we want to send with our whole, the, our idea yeah. that we have? Right. You know, because uh, there's not, you know, there's those different markets for different people. Like I was, yeah. you know, like there's nothing wrong with buying CBD from a smoke shop. There's nothing wrong with buying CBD from a gas station. But like what, like, but that wasn't who we were. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And those weren't the people that we were trying to. So I really yeah. like that. I really liked it. You know, first of all, like that you came on. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. You know thank what I'm you. saying? Because, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and like I say, we're, we're not even kind of close to being done, but, but, you know, I, I appreciate it because as, as entrepreneurs and people listening to this, you know, it's important for them to like, like, where do you start? Like with a yes. business, like, where do you start? Yes. Right. And yes. branding is a good, I mean, figuring out what message you want people to feel when they, when they see you is a great, is a great starting point. And one of the thing is, so if I have a client with budget, then we'll hire um, companies to, to test out ideas oh, yeah. and things like that okay if i have a client that doesn't have a budget what we do is we do um we do co customer profiling uh basically mm -hmm. like csi like who and and i call it customer zero is like who is that ideal customer and and even if we're make, yeah. making up a persona 
that person exists. It's not like, you know, it's not, oh, a yeah, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> it's like that person yeah. does exist out there. And, uh, yeah. and, and it can give us a better understanding of their pain points and how whatever we're working on really relieves their pain point and gives a solution, makes their life easier. And then how we're going to mm. communicate all this. Um, so, so it's good. So, Really, I wanted to, when I started my business, I really wanted, and, I'm, I, I, and that's what I'm trying to advocate <laughs> yeah. to, for entrepreneurs to understand that this is all kind of foundational work, this brand strategy, this brand thinking, and mm -hmm. they can actually use all the work that's done. They, they can apply all that research and all the work in so many areas of their business because um, we, we talk through um, even business model, how are you going to charge for this we talk mm, through like um, the pricing like pricing right pricing there's so okay. many ways to price things out i mean granted yeah, if, yeah. if it's a product and you know you're selling cbd it's something tangible then mm. obviously you have your hard costs and your operational so so yeah. in a sense you know and you need to make your profit so that yeah, part i don't yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of it but right. but <laughs> right. but there might be but there part of a, of the workshop is what are the ways we can think of to make revenue? And there's so many creative ways. And now there is also um, yeah. the big, the big trend, right? Is all these membership um, models? Oh yeah, subscription. Now, yeah, right? subscription. subscriptions. Yeah. So maybe there's yeah, you got to be really offer that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, that's a great idea. Like, what are you going to do? Well, and especially because if it's your first business talking through these things, like, are we going to do subscriptions? Like, is that going to be part of our brand? Because that's a great question. That's also going to bleed into like, like your merchant accounts, you know, yep. that's a big question for them, you know, like, are you, because they need to know that. And, and if you like, if you don't know that, right, it's really easy to do it at the beginning. It's hard to add it at the end, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, what, and, and what I do in the workshops is, is, is just, brainstorm yeah. throw a ton of ideas i keep all this but what it what it what often comes up is like okay this can be a phase two or phase three this can be you know, yeah, five yeah, years yeah, down yeah. the line because obviously we all have to start somewhere in that makes sense you know and right, the right. error that a lot of people do is to just stretch themselves out thin too fast and yeah and, yeah and, and and longevity and consistency also. Right. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, burnout's real with, with entrepreneurs oh, yeah. and, and, you know, my background is in accounting. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and when people, and the, the quickest way to kill a small business is scaling too quick. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's like probably the number one thing is people yeah. just get really excited and they don't, you know what I mean? Like patience, with yes. all this, like, and yeah. so, and so that, I guess that's what I'm saying. Why, why I love talking with you right now is because if you, you know, if that's what you do and you help people, especially like young entrepreneurs, like beginning business owners see that, like, we have a plan and like, right. we just need to stick to it. Right. And right. not go too quick because right. that's a big deal. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and a lot of it, I actually end up calling it, uh, uh sometimes it's, it's just a, a business therapy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because we are it's we true. are right and yeah. and it's it's and also what i love is um my my problem is i don't have a specific niche and the reason i don't have a spe specific niche is cuz i i love to come in um 
with blank slate, not knowing. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, I know nothing about the CBD world, right? And if mm-hmm. I were to come and, and, and work with you, then I would ask the simplest question that uh, might seem really naive, but at the same time, um, they might open so many other thoughts yeah. and doors because yeah. what happens with any entrepreneurs, and I do the same problem in my in my own business, is we're we're we're, we're tunnel vision. We we are inside mm-hmm. the bottle. We're yep. inside the bottle, yep. and we can't see the label that's outside, right? <laughs> and so I want to be that yeah. outside view for for my clients, and I, I and so that I can say uh, or have this this uh, kind of uh, non-biased view of their business to oh, hopefully yeah. triggered some some other things and some <sighs> some thoughts. <laughs> well, no, I think that's a great way to approach it because I've seen how that has been very valuable like in in my career, you know, switching from industry to industry um but still coming across as like a salesman because you do, you open up a like, Oh, I've never thought about that. Like if you know, and, and what's the worst that happens, you try something and it doesn't work. That's what this is all about. And that's something right. I absolutely love that, especially in the American culture, but I think that it's, mm. it's changing worldwide is now failure is completely acceptable and failure yeah. is actually part of the process. And, <laughs> and we all knew that, but there seems to be a time where you were not allowed to fail. Well, yeah, or admit it or admit that you fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like it's part of the process. We just all accept it. And so I think it creates a culture of people that are way, um, way more ready to try things out. And if it yeah. works, it works. And if it does, it does on. You got you got something cool. I don't know. I think I think the reason that and maybe you can give your thoughts on this as well. But I think the reason that people are are more open about failure as part of the process is because it's not about like starting a successful business. What I've learned interviewing all these entrepreneurs and, and business owners and creatives is it's not about the results necessarily, right? It's about the journey. Like I think if you love the journey and you love the process and you love the path, then the results inevitably follow. I, right. I, I totally agree with you. I think what's also interesting as an, an, an entrepreneur, especially now where we have so much to do, right? Because between mm. social media, being on podcasts, being on live, <laughs> doing live streams on your Instagram or Facebook yeah. or whatever. It's like all these things are, are so scary. And, yeah. but you have to force yourself to, to plow through and I cannot remember, I think it was the four hour work week with oh, sure. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Yeah, but yeah. didn't he, I think it's in this book that he said, you have to do something scary every day. And yeah. by the end of 365 days, you'll be less scared of so much stuff, right? Yeah. I, well, it's kind of like that immersion therapy, right? right? <laughs> eventually, eventually you start to realize that it's not that bad. Exactly. That, it's not as bad as you think. And, and I feel like that's one of the big things that comes with experience is you realize that there's no problem that you can't solve. That'll either, it's either going to go away or you're going to have to deal with it and then it'll go away. Right. But either way, like. It's funny. It's it? true. <laughs> it, does it come with maturity? Because when, when you're young and in your twenties, somehow everything is like, right. um, I was very reactionary. I was like, Oh my God, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then now I'm like, okay, 
uh, I think it does. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. It's just like, uh, you know, I have found that, and one of my favorite ways to like convince people uh, to do something is this idea that it's not going to kill you. Right. right. Like yeah. you, you fail in business. It's not going to kill you 99% of the time. <laughs> the only, there is just, the, there is the, is it in your DNA or, or not though? Because there are people that are, mm. you know, not scared of taking risks of borrowing a lot of money mm -hmm. and just doing mm -hmm. it. And then you have the people that, you know, mitigate the risk and just wonder like, is it mm -hmm. worth it mm -hmm. or not? Do I do the investment or not? And, they, yeah, they want to yeah, make, yeah. you know, they want to, <laughs> they want to have some kind of guarantee. Well, well, I think that it's both. I think that some people are just born like free spirits. Like I do, I've seen that and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's something that they learn, but I, I do know that you can learn it because I I've learned it. Like I, you know, I was like, I mean, when I was a, when I was a sales manager and when I was a, a you know, running teams and, and sales floors, like I used to be that kind of like reactionary, like if something bad happened, I was like, Holy crap, this is the end of the world. Um, right. But then as like more and more bad stuff started happening, I realized that there was no real way. It's like when you're dealing with other people, you can't control what happened, that what happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you try your best, you have the best processes in place or what you think are the best processes in place at the time you're doing the best that you can with what you got and like stuff happens. And that's just, and that's just what happens. And, and eventually if you work through it, you just get over it. And like the customer goes away and, and you, and you move on to the next fire and like, eh, it's like, why freak out about it? <laughs> you know, and it's actually interesting because after the, the year, year and a half that we all went through, like completely unexpected for, for, for the entire world, which is what's right, crazy, right? right? Then I, I, I bet you there's going to be some major mind shifts about that. And, and I hope this is going to make it a, a better world in the sense. Yeah, I think it will. Some people really suffered from like no fault of anyone, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, and I think a lot of people have hit rock bottom and are coming out now, pivoting, uh, more innovative or more accepting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, and um, that's fun. that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually was, uh, you know, I do another a podcast on the side. Uh, that's just me and, and kind of like my rants. But um, one of the things that I that I am going to talk about, we'll talk about is that is just that right. Like this whole, um, you know, there's that big hiring thing that's going on right now. Right. Yes. Like employees can't find them. You know, employers can't find employees. And and it, it feels like people are like not wanting to work. And there's a lot of like like ideas out there floating around yes. the pandemic, this unemployment thing that's going on. But I think the real thing that happened in 2020 was that people started to realize that they don't need an employer to make money and they don't need somebody else to cut them a check because it like no one's safe. No. You know what I'm saying? Government yeah. employees got laid off. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew people personally that had worked at one place where the most loyal people, 20 plus years I mean, like that were laid off. Yeah. Didn't matter. The 20 years, like, like You're, when that pandemic hit was, it was done. You're just a number. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, when, when, when stuff hits the fan like that, you know, I think that there is a high, a lower hiring, uh, you know, the, this idea that the people aren't going for jobs. I don't think it's because of the unemployment. I don't think it's because of the pandemic. I think it's because people realize that they are creative and that they can make something for themselves. That's true. And that, they, yeah, and that they're agree. like, you know what? I'm just going to go do this myself. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And what I would like to see change in the U.S. is is um, because I think a lot of people, yeah. I think there's been books written about this. A lot of people are tied to jobs and uh, because of health insurance mm. uh, and because yeah, health no, insurance in good, the yeah. U.S. is absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, in France, um, yeah. it's it's a socialized country, and you know, I don't want to get into politics, but there <laughs> sure. is a safety net for all French people, right? I mean, you're born French, you have that, you're born with that safety net, and and then um, and then foreigners that come and and participate in in the in the uh, economy, then they get that safety net too, and so. Um, what I wonder is in the U.S. because a lot of people are tied up from um, from their jobs because of health insurance because they have kids and you know mm. uh, is innovation yeah, no, that's getting great. killed yeah. because of that? Is there people not being innovative because they are tied up to a job? Sure, and I think so. I mean, uh, yeah. I so first of all, I'll put your a little at ease that like I am uh, like the best person you could talk to about politics because, um, (laughs) like, I I just I'm very open. Like, Uh I I understand. Like, I think where people get in business, politics, life, I think where people get messed up, where where people get really confused, is like they feel like they have to be married to ideas, Mm -hmm. like they're married to like these political parties, or they're married to like you know, I've always done this. And like, they're very much like, I, you know, once, but once you divorce yourself from like, I don't have to be a part of any specific group. I can think for myself, you know, I can read books and I can learn things. The issues become very not black and white. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. absolutely. They're not, they're not black and they can't be. I just, you know what I mean? So like, to your point, I'm sure like, uh, to be frank with you, I, one of the biggest reasons I, I, there's two reasons that I still have like a nine to five and I work on all my other entrepreneurial stuff. One of them is I I'm a sales guy and I like the camaraderie of a sales team. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could get that starting on my own, at least the way I want it right now. So that's why I'm a part of a sales team. The other reason is, yeah, I got two babies and yep, there you go. I got health. I need health insurance, you know, oh, yeah. and, if, and if, and if we're all working, you know, and there's kind of like that thing in, in a company and a team where like, if we're all participating together, we can subsidize the cost. And, yeah. and so, you know, to your point, yeah, probably I get, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I have a lot of hope dotted on the new generation because, um, the, the, you know, when we're, we're raised by your parents and so it trickles mm. down, right? But the mentality mm. is shifting and we all thought, you know, you hear it everywhere. All those millenniums, they don't want to work. <laughs> they don't want to, you know, they want flexible yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. want unlimited <laughs> vacation, you know, right? But somewhere right, they might not right. be wrong, right? But at the same time mm. also, it's like, this is an old model and and I think it's time, it's time for change. And I had heard a, a long time ago, I mean, like this was probably 10 years ago, <laughs> but I had heard that the future of work, and this was on NPR, the future of work, they, somebody had uh, um, said that the 75% 
of workers in the United States were going to be consultants. I mean, sorry, that, um, um, sorry, I'm not saying this right. That um, of, from all the, the people in the world, it was going to mm-hmm. become that 75% of the economy was going to be consulting and freelancers yeah, and gig workers and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. people don't want to want more liberties. And, and I think also, companies are maybe starting to be more open with that idea. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I think we're, pa- I think we're done with this work at a company for 20 plus years, get the gold watch oh, yeah. and retire. Like we're done. I'm not, I'm not, I have zero interest in that. I'd rather work. I'd rather do my own thing, work for the people I want to work for and buy the gold watch myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. because, um, it's just that idea. It's that idea that like, yeah, I don't want to be tied. I don't want to be tied down. I want to do my own thing. And, uh, and I think that kind of ties into what we were talking about before with like being okay with failure. Cause yes. like I've started companies and failed and it's like, whatever, man, it's like on to the next one. I don't really care. You know, I'm not, but I'm not like married to this idea that I have to, this has to succeed. Like if I tell, you know, one of my basic like accounting classes was like, dude, if it's, if it's a sinking ship, just bail. And then, and then, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't feel that. I don't feel all the, and maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. No. And I think, no. (laughs) And I think, you know, something that also as an entrepreneur, I I have learned over the years is um, what happens is, and and you might know this as a salesperson, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm you kind of think money, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to pay my rent and I need this, I need to close this sale, right? But that's the mm-hmm. wrong mentality because you might be yeah. getting in the business with the wrong person at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and that has come in with experience as well, where now it's just, uh, I want to work with people who want to work with me. I don't want to force yeah. anybody. Uh, I can't force anybody to work with me. And and uh, I just want them to feel at ease, to feel uh, yeah. trust, and and that's what counts for me. And if the yeah. se- if it's not a right match, or if the sale, the the person doesn't feel right, or whatever, then I, I'm totally okay now. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. You just when before I had that scarcity <laughs> mentality where I was like, right. oh, I, got, I gotta get this right. Yeah, if I don't get it, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? We have an expression in France, and I don't, probably the, in the US too. You you close one door and ten ten opens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of something like that. Yeah. So anyway, you have to you have to yeah to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I I will. Uh, I mean, I have the same the same opinion as you. Like I call it um I call it commission breath. Uh-huh. And that's like selling desperate and like people can uh-huh. tell when you get, when you have something to yeah. lose, like you're trying yeah. too hard, right. you know? <laughs> like uh, something's not right. This guy, you know, this guy is trying too hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, exactly. You, you know, yeah. cause like yeah. there's a difference like between, uh, and I've noticed with me, like, you know, cause I, I, you know, I do like ask one more time and I am persistent. I am diligent. Like when I'm asking with people, especially if it's something I believe in. Um, and there's a difference between like persistence and diligence and like asking one more time and then being like pushy and desperate and like, you know, and, and like, I, you know, the breath, like commission yeah. breath, like people smell it and, yeah. and it's repulsive. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I want to bring this back to brand because this is where CarMax, yeah. yeah, well, this is where CarMax is brilliant because okay. CarMax, they pay all their salespeople the same, no matter how many cars, there's yeah, no competition. That's right. 
So it's wonderful because you go in there and they don't, I mean, car salesmen, unfortunately, (laughs) have a bad reputation, right? Yeah, they do. Well, this is where CarMax was brilliant in their brand because Mm -hmm. they were just like, we're going to remove this. There's no competition between our salespeople. And and you can feel it as Mm -hmm. a consumer Mm -hmm. when you go in there. It's amazing. So... So, well, and that's what, it's funny you brought up CarMax because that's why I, I was a car sales. I was the automotive oh. industry. Yeah. But, but, but no, you know, what's funny though, is like, we taught, I trained my sales guys the same way. I'm like, yeah. you know, you know, I think CarMax was ahead of its time because I think a lot of car dealerships, if you want my opinion on that industry, yes. um, I think a lot of car dealerships are going to have to start switching to that. Cause right yes. now in, in a majority of dealerships from, from the lowest sales guy, to the highest general sales manager, general manager of the dealership, everybody's paid on commission. No yeah. one has a base, like not even the general manager. And so you know what I mean? in a sense, it creates an animosity environment for them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of dealerships who do it right. And there's a lot of dealerships who do it wrong. Like I'm also of the opinion, like this is why I don't, I don't, sway to any particular political party if i had to pick one i'd probably pick like libertarian but um, <laughs> even then i'm even then i don't write it like I'll, i just vote whoever I, I vote for but but that's one of the reasons i don't i don't sway to anything is because like i know that there's good people and and bad people everywhere and so at the end of the day i'm just going to make a decision on what i on what i got to do that, yeah, that I feel yeah. is right. And, and, uh, and then be okay with admitting that I'm wrong. Like we did like in the car world, you know, they, they do a lot of things wrong. They do a lot of things right. And, you know, yeah. it's just at the end of the day, CarMax is a good one. You know, yeah. it is, yeah. it's nice. It's like, Hey man, you know, but that's how I also train my salespeople. And that's, you know, I was like, you need to act like this isn't, you know, people, people think that they have some that they, you know, if I meet a customer yeah. in any type of sale and I don't get the sale, like people right now think that they lost something mm-hmm. and I approached it with like, I never had it anyway. Right. I, didn't, I didn't lose anything. Cause I never yeah. had it. Like it'd be different if like they bought something and now they're trying to, you know, back out and that's a different whole set of thing. But, but then I would be like, Oh man, I might lose this. But like before I was like, I didn't have anything anyway. What are you going to lose? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> that's the right. That's, that's, that's the right attitude to have. So. Yeah. I think a lot of time when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're starting up, it is mm-hmm. it is very emotional. It's your baby, and mm-hmm. and and it's hard to 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 make the effort to detach yourself from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that really comes down to that. It's like it's a business, but because there is the other thing too, right? Now we need to all be passionate about what we do. We really need to love what we do. And yeah, and, yeah, 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 exactly. And even breathe, especially if it's, you know, a, a personal, per, you know, business and it's about your personal brand and so forth. But at the same time, you also need to know to detach yourself. It's, um, right. it's a fine balance. It takes, it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, it does, it is, it's a fine balance and that's something that you got to learn. Like kind of what we were going back to earlier is like, um, you know, is it maturity? Do you learn it? Is it experience, you know, like D all the above. Right. <laughs> and, but, and then another thing that I feel like people yeah. are very lucky to have now is all these things, um, uh, all these information online, right? You can find yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and anything, right? You can find oh, more yeah. than what you're looking for. And so another 
thing is also yeah. giving things a try, but then weaning it out too, because there's, there's <laughs> yeah, shiny yeah, object yes, syndrome. Yes. Like I totally have that. <laughs> oh, look at this. And oh, look at that. And then, yeah, I wanna, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the imposter syndrome comes in too, right? It's like, what does this person know that I don't know that I need to know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And like, yeah. And like, what am I missing out on? Like that FOMO kind of thing. FOMO. Oh my God. Yeah. I think a lot of that is, yeah. I think a lot of that is patience, you know, just be patient and like, take your time. And like, you know, it's kind of like this fine, you know, line between like, you know, cause I'm very stoic in my beliefs too. Of, so like, you know, this could be the last thing that you do and finding a balance between like, this could be the last day you do it. And like, this is a 30 year game, right? I don't know too many companies that are million dollar, multi-million dollar companies less than 10 years. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like this, you know, it's like this. So it's what do you funny. do? So what do you do? So you just, so you start with what's most important first and then you go from there. And it's funny because one of the question I uh, I ask in the strategy is what's what's your ex- ex- exit strategy like what do you want this to be like in the mm. very long run right yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah yeah so so that we can just and I think I've I've mentioned that before yeah, but yeah. that that is about the fact that um, you want to have that long term vision and right. if if you have people often some people will say well I want to sell it for a lot of money right I want <laughs> google to buy me out or whatever it is like <laughs> that is a hard one to get there because even google is getting smarter and smarter right so yeah they, yeah they're not buying too many companies so uh, well they are and they aren't but it's just like but they're but those companies that google's buying i mean they also again though right like that's not a five that's not a one year snatch you know google no. you don't get on google's radar in a year or two no Unless you have a very innovative <laughs> idea. But then, right? yeah, but then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's hard. Yes. And yes, that's, 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 that's a bit of luck there. Well, <laughs> and so, yeah, luck and, and all these things. And, but that's what I, that's what I try to tell entrepreneurs is like, like I get like, yes, I, I understand why that question is important. And I, and I think that everybody should answer that question. What is your exit strategy? Right. Yeah. Very important. But also like, once you also, it's like, I, Almost, I almost want to say like, have it, but like, then don't worry about it. Then just move, then just work on it today. <laughs> like, that's what you want to do. Okay, great. Now just go like, I, cause I feel like one of the reasons, one of the things that I've learned about people who want to start businesses, who don't, who either don't end up starting a business or fail really early and quit is they thought that, you know, they were comparing themselves to these companies who got bought by Google. They were comparing themselves to Google. They were comparing themselves to whoever. Right. And they're like, why am I not like that? I'm like, homie, cause you've been in your business for two years. Like, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that also if you're starting, you know, if, if these entrepreneurs are the beginning and, and like you mm-hmm. have a full-time job and they're doing this on the side to get it started before it, it starts, you, you really have to have that passion because that means you're going to be working off hours that you're going to be working yeah. on weekends. Yeah. And so it really needs to be something that, you know, strikes the chords for you and that you yeah. motivates you to do all this. Cause it, it is, yeah it is hard work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I have a question. Uh, yes. I was going to, I was going to ask this earlier, but it's, it's a little off topic. But what made you move from New York to Utah? Because oh. I saw on I saw on your LinkedIn that you were 
Yeah, you'd work for a few. Co- CNN was one of the companies you worked yeah, for. Yeah, that was like my first job when I was uh, I was no uh, still in school, and it was so funny. Yeah, well, I'm I, not going to um, let you skirt past that one. You <laughs> tell me that's cool. Oh my gosh, that's this really comes back fun. Way back. So <laughs> Atlanta is the headquarter of CNN, and uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and so they were, you know, they were always open for students, and they could pay cheaply and so forth. Yeah, this was really cool. <laughs> yeah because I was actually in the department for um, CNN Headline News. And um, they were, um, I worked there um, doing graphics that are behind the anchor. Yeah. yeah, And so that was really funny because sometimes you got to, you know, first of all, they have a whole pool. Well, back then they have a whole pool of these graphics, but then Mm -hmm. sometimes there's a news that comes in and you got to be really quick. So quickly, you know, you got to bring something up bloof, 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 and, and it might have, it may, I mean, now it's changed completely because I think it's a, it's completely green screen behind them. Right, um, right, right. But, um, but this, this was a, this was fun to get there every day to, to be in that big building and, and to be the, the graphic department is right behind the set of the anchor. So yeah, it's that's a right. different world, you know, it's, it's really wow. So what brought you to Utah? What, what made you pick? So it's a, it's a bit of a sad story actually, because <laughs> it's uh it's September 11, oh. September 11 happened. And, um, and, uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. You were in New York. Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys, that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two that gets your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third party tested. It's all good. Go check them out. Happiestmed.com, H E P I U S M E D.com. And tell him that the thinking project sent you. Yeah, we were in New York with my husband, and then he uh, he's he was working for a financial co- corporation at that point, and they decided within six months that all the departments that didn't need to be in Manhattan were going to move to Utah. And in Utah, there's actually special um, tax laws for all these banks. This is why we have all these banks here and yeah. all these call centers and all these. And so this is kind of how we we got propulsed here. But honestly, we thought, you know what, this is a good time to move. Let's let's come here because it was a shock for it was a shock for everyone, especially in New York. That's bananas. I couldn't imagine being in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. I saw the whole thing. And and anyway, when I got we got here, we thought two years and then we'll go back. And I mean, who does not fall in love? (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I thought the same thing. I mean, I'm from Iowa. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's easy living. It's family oriented. It's it's outdoorsy. There's all sorts of sports. It's yeah. And you're really close to everything. Yeah. You're really close to everything. Like you're you're 12 hours from Disneyland. You're 12 hours from, you know, the yeah, well, yeah. Disneyland and the co- the California coast. You, I like you, the Oregon coast. That's yeah. where I go. I'll tell you, and no and there's a direct flight. There, there was a direct flight, but I think they're putting it back to Paris and to uh-huh. uh, uh, Tokyo. There was no one kidding. also. Yeah, Amsterdam, Paris, Tokyo. Um, you can go to like Mexico. direct flights. 
Yeah, direct flights. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. I didn't know that. So, I mean, I think they're still like figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure they're, yeah. they're going to put it back up. Yeah, yeah, I I hope so. I didn't know that. Well, I so I mean, I knew that there were direct flights to some of the places that I like. I like, you know, like I like we'll fly into Portland. Um, You know, I flew into like uh, Iowa. There's a direct flight. There's a direct flight back there. Um, But yeah, I mean, Utah, Utah's great. Well, that's that's very, very cool. I will tell you, French people love the natural, the, 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 the natural parks. Yes. Yes. I, in fact, so I'm from Iowa and I served, um, I served an LDS mission in Southern Utah. Oh, you did. uh, Okay. Yeah. 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 You didn't get to learn a foreign language. No, I didn't. But what was funny was (laughs) we had a few, we had a few, um, you know, female missionaries there from France uh, because there was, and they were, they exclusively spoke French because there were so many visitors down to Southern Utah from France. Oh, that's I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, I, don't know. yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, they just they, yeah, they do. Right, they like well, and ooh, I will huh. tell you, thanks to thanks to all these missionaries and the church, it, what's amazing is the international aspect and um, and all these languages. So, mm. in here, my kids go to a dual immersion school where they oh, have yeah, half right, the day. Yeah. In, yeah, they have half the day in French. And half the day in English. And it's amazing because my kids are completely bilingual. And honestly, I don't think I could have done this on my own. For them to read, count and write in French like they do. I don't think I could have done it on my own. So this and Utah is unique with all this dual immersion. And they are. Yeah, I almost almost put my daughter in in dual immersion French. French, yeah, we yeah, should yeah. have. I don't. Well, uh, I didn't because of the program costs were different, but oh, well, it was a little different. I, on, <laughs> depends where you're located. To exactly. For exactly. me, it's it's free. So, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the public system, right? And, right. And this is really, really unique in the U.S. And I, I know that um, the person that started the the uh the program is now in washington um oh wow expanding it and teaching all others other states that want to do that so it's, yeah that's really crazy what got you into branding and what got you into this career path is that what you went to school yeah. for yeah i went to school oh. for branding uh, i did um four years in paris and then oh, wow. about a year and a half in the in the u.s in atlanta and you know i always liked to to draw and i will be honest originally i wanted to be an interior designer i i, I think i missed oh, yeah. a lot because of my parents and i like right. to decorate things and stuff and then um when i started um is so kind of like if to go to art school in france you have to do like a general year like a year oh, where you touch okay. everything and yeah. I had these, uh, I had this perspective class and I could see, I, I couldn't understand Ooh. perspective. Everything was backwards in my mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I still want to do something artful, but I, I obviously cannot get into architecture <laughs> and interior design. And I thought, well, why not um, graphic design? And so that's how I, I got into, into it. Wow. And, um, and then when I, um, finished the school in, in Paris, my parents had moved to Atlanta and I went to visit them and found an amazing school there called the Portfolio Center. And wow. uh, 
And they're like, do you want to, do you want to try it out? And I was like, yes. And that really changed my life. Wow. It was, it's, a, it's, it's just a, a school that um, really prepares you on a more professional level. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah. And then after that, I took my portfolio, went to New York for a week and interviewed until I, uh, I found a job. <laughs> it was Whoa. way easier back then, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, looking for a job. Well, I mean, now specifically, like in the last year and a half has been kind of crazy. Yeah, that's the other thing with hiring um, is it's like, is it's they every, you know, you read all over the news, like, like nobody wants to get a job. And then you go try to apply for a job right now. And it's absolutely bananas to try oh, to yeah. get you know what I mean? <laughs> it's been, it's bonkers. It's crazy. But I, you know what though? I think that uh, a lot of things are going to change because I think a lot of people's eyes are, are getting open. Like, why did we have to do all this again? Like, yeah. why don't we just stop it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I personally think resumes are going to be a thing of the past. I think you'll have to prove like exceptional, you know, I think you'll have to prove some stuff that you know how to do the job, that you're capable of doing the job, but I don't think it's going to be on a piece of paper. No. no. And I mean, what's crazy to now is um, I hear a lot of people have to go through some sort of testing. First of all, some sort of psychological test. Really. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Personality. I'm like, what personality is this? And, <laughs> Before and you even also, get an interview. Exactly. Before you even talk to someone face to face. Yeah. Yeah. That and all bananas. this is just an algorithm. So it's computerized. It's all computerized. But, you know, I understand because they, they get so many applications, but the concept, sure. yeah, the concept is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere, oh, that's why goodness. we all want to just be entrepreneurs so you can control this. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, that's why that's what I think. I, I don't believe yeah. either side. Right. When it comes, when, when it comes to like politics, like, I don't believe uh, in this issue, I don't believe either side. Cause I think they're both wrong. I think it's people are just like, you know what, this is stupid. I can do this by myself and somebody will pay me to do it. Right. And then I can, and then I can control my own taxes to a certain extent. I can control what I, you know, my income to a certain extent. And then, uh, and I don't have to, and you know, what's funny is like being an entrepreneur and like learning these things, is way more valuable than going to work at a corporation. And not only that, but, but like you get to meet so many cool people like that you wouldn't get to meet anywhere else doing this stuff. I'm just like, and the last thing is like, sometimes you make more, you make the same amount of money. Like if for me, even if I made the same amount of money, it would still be worth it to work for myself. Why not try it? No, You know, and what I think is amazing too now yeah. is also the uh, prolification of co- uh, coaches and, and mm. mentors and things like this. It, it's interesting. I think people really need this, and mm. and I do, and I have my own coach and and mm. and, and support. But that you be an 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 employee or that you be uh, an entrepreneur and your own boss, it's mm. it's. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's hard work and, 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 and it's pretty grueling sometimes and you need that, that support. So I would mm-hmm. say to anybody, like mm-hmm. find good mentors and find a good community around you that will lift you up and, and give you advice. And, you know, because people's been there before and they'll be yeah, able to tell yeah, you yeah. like, Oh, this is not yeah. worth it. Or this is completely worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one of the, I mean, I, I totally get that. It's like, get a good team. Get a good, get a team. good team. Yeah. 
And 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 I'm talking a mental team in this case. Like get your yeah, mental yeah, support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah get yeah, your mental. Yeah. yeah, and I I think I think I, I everything right. Like I'm like get a good get a good legal team. Get a good finance oh, yes. team. Get yes. a good mental team. You know, yes. get a therapist. Get a yes. get a coach. Get a we. Well, you know, I I'm all for it. You know, yeah. like I just do what you got to do. Do well, what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> well, Priscilla, Thank you so much. You've been more than generous with your time. I really appreciate all the insight and your stories. And I felt like the conversation was was wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dalton. I really enjoyed talking with you as well. And uh, and anytime I'm happy to talk oh. more and about anything. Sounds like we align on, on many uh, issues. Yeah, too, so. yeah. So I think fun. so. I think so. Well, um, before before I, I let you go, tell us where we can how people can get a hold of you if they want to get uh, you know a hold of your services. Or yep. whatever. How, what's the best way to do it, and where where can they go? So I my my preferred platform is LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, you know, so LinkedIn.com, and then it's Priscilla mm -hmm. Blanchot. Okay, but I'll put that I, in there. Yeah, yeah. I also have an Instagram, which is Priscilla underscore Blanchot, and then my my company website is WeAreCartBlanche.com. But one thing I'll say to everybody is a website is never done. It's always work in progress. <laughs> so it's a Isn't work that in the progress. Truth? Yes. Isn't that the truth? Yes. That is so true. Even if you hire a web designer, don't <laughs> think it's going to be done. It is always, you well, always yeah, yeah, have to you, work it. You hire the web designer and then they have a package that's like maintenance. Yes, you got exactly. a monthly maintenance. Yeah. I mean, be, yeah. because yeah, because it's a, and that's not a scam. That's real. No, like, it is totally stuff. real. You but not just the maintenance. It's also that your business evolving. You got to yeah. put up with, you know, you got to put your website up all the time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So, so as an entrepreneur, I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we all are. That's no worries. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on, and uh, and I'll make sure that this gets uh, out there, and we'll get it done. Thank you, Dalton. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. I will, I'll take it easy. Bye-bye.